Thank you, Rachel, and welcome everyone. I'm Steve Cole, Senior Product Manager at WorldPay from FIS, with a focus on our security products and EMV. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about secure remote commerce and its impact on global e-commerce. So first, what is secure remote commerce? Um, secure remote commerce has a, a goal of providing a more seamless, a more secure, and a more streamlined uh, online shopping experience. It has some objectives around reducing the uh, rate of uh, cart abandonment that we see online, which is, is quite high. In some cases, cart abandonment can be as high as 80% on, on some sites. Um, a goal of improving authorization rates um, by creating a more reliable and secure transaction and providing a unified authentication process, which allows a, a cardholder or a consumer to be uh, authenticated across multiple websites um, without having to do an authentication on each of those websites. And again, to create a, a seamless checkout experience for both the merchant and the consumer. Secure Remote Commerce uh, is actually a specification that was developed by EMVCO. Uh, EMVCO is the same organization that brought us the EMV uh, chip specification. And uh, since those days of chip cards, um, EMVCO has expanded out into a number of different areas. Um, and a lot of those for online um, ex shopping experiences around tokenization, uh, 3D Secure, if you're familiar with that um, tool, and, and also now Secure Remote Commerce. It's a proposition that's focused on, uh, especially on the guest checkout experience. Um, while it is um, can be relevant for uh, you know, card on file experiences, it really has a sweet spot around the guest checkout experience. And as I mentioned, it streamlines uh, cross-website guest checkout um, because it reduces the need for uh, a, a cardholder to repetitively enter information um, and authenticate themselves to multiple uh, websites. Uh, some of the key features of Secure Remote Commerce, it provides a, a single store for shoppers tokenized card credentials. And, and when I say tokenized in this context, it's, it's slightly different than some of you may be familiar with when we talk about payment tokens. This is simply just saying we're replacing the actual card data, the PAN data, um, with a tokenized value that has um, has less value to um, somebody who might want to, to steal that, that, that tokenized credential and try and use it somewhere else. Um, it supports uh, cross devices uh, for browsers, so I can um, perform uh, e-commerce transactions on my phone or on my, my laptop, on my workstation, um, and still have that same experience across all of those. Um, it could potentially reduce uh, a merchant's uh, PCI compliance requirements. Um, in some implementations, it could keep card data out of the merchant's uh, environment and reduce that PCI uh, compliance uh, burden. Um, and it also allows the user to remain authenticated across different websites. Again, um, avoiding having to continuously log in and, and remember passwords and uh, have stepped up authentications and things like this um, that create friction and, and lead to a lot of that um, card abandonment we see in e-commerce. 
Um, I mentioned that one of the drivers for uh, secure mark commerce is uh, to lower card abandonment rates for online checkout. Um, two of the top reasons that people abandon their cards when they're shopping online is one that the site wanted them to create an account and they didn't want to, they didn't want to do that. Right. So they may be going to a, a, a website that they've never been to before. Don't intend on shopping there again. And they just want to buy one item and, and move on. And they don't want to set up an entire account on that website just to buy that one item. Um, and then the second reason is um, checkout processes that are too long or complicated. Um, there are some implementations where a consumer might have to enter as many as 57 fields um, in order to check out. And a lot of times people just give up on that process and, and uh, abandon their cart. Those two reasons by themselves account for over 40% of all cart abandonments. And I've actually seen some statistics that say that's over 50% of all uh, cart abandonments are for those two reasons. In addition to that, um, there, there are some other opportunities here. Um, you know, 60% of consumers cannot remember where they have their payment details stored across accounts, right? You know, you do go to those occasional websites and because they, they required you to create an account, you know, you've stored information about yourself on some website that, you know, you did years ago and you don't even know it's out there anymore. 84% um, of consumers expressed uh, an interest in managing their cards and their accounts through one application. Um, you know, which SRC looks to provide um, so that you're not having to store, you know, information on different sites and having to manage that differently. Because um, if you think about that, you know, with um, credit card expiration dates and things like that, having to make sure that that stuff's um, updated and, and kept up to date so that if you have recurring purchases and things like that, that doesn't get interrupted. And then 78% of consumers uh, believe that storing their card information in remote locations makes them vulnerable. And that, that should not be a shocker. I'm surprised that number isn't closer to 100%, right? Um, with the different data breaches that we see in the market and card compromises, um, you know, that's a, a real concern um, that, that, that their data could be compromised at some point. So a lot of, a lot of, drivers behind trying to create a, a more secure, but also a more, you know, seamless and more friction-free um, experience for online shopping. So secure remote commerce has this vision of, rem of removing the need for repeated um, pan data entry, right? So entering your card information over and over in multiple websites uh, again, especially when we're talking about that guest checkout experience where you don't want to create an account, but if you don't create an account, then you're going to have to enter that card data over and over again, right? Um, enable a, a shopper to check out at any merchant who enables the SRC button um, seamlessly, regardless of their device or their browser, right? Again, as I mentioned, you would be able to do this um, whether you're on your phone, whether you're on your laptop, on a tablet, um, the experience would be the same. And this is done um, by creating an SRC profile that is bound uh, to your card data and bound even to your device um, so that you can be recognized as you're moving from one site to another site. And then the payment uh, uh, presents users tokenized 
card information and and even their address information shipping address and billing address right all of that information is stored securely so you do have this quick and simple checkout so the goal is that you have one profile um, that's probably gonna be one profile per SRC system and we'll talk about what the systems are um, but you enter that your pan data one time right and then it is stored and then you can use it in multiple places and then you have this one checkout experience so you're not having a a different experience with every uh, online retailer that you go to. So let's talk about how SRC works now. So I mentioned the SRC system a moment ago, and the SRC system is one of the roles within this new um, secure remote commerce environment. The SRC system um, is the central orchestration um, uh, role um, in this environment. The generally, the, the SRC system is going to be performed by one of the card networks, like a Visa or a MasterCard. Um, and they're going to uh, organize how that particular SRC system works. And the different, so let's talk a little bit about the, the different roles. If we start on the left side of the screen, there are obviously the merchant checkout pages. And within the merchant uh, checkout experience, um, SRC is defined a role called the digital payment application, right? So it's essentially just the, you know, the, the payment part, the checkout part of the online shopping experience. So that would be on the merchant's website. And then there's another role called the, the SRC initiator, which is the entity that, that connects all the different merchant websites, their different payment applications, to the various SRC systems, right? So MasterCard could have an SRC system, Visa has an SRC system, Discover, so forth and so on. Um, so that SRC initiator is, is, is brokering though that information back and forth between the merchant's um, payment application and these different um, SRC systems. Then there's a, a, another role called the digital card facilitator. And you can think of this as, as the is like a digital wallet, right? Uh, uh, historically, Visa Checkout or MasterCard's MasterPass products, right? Um, both of those are actually migrating to this SRC um, environment. But that holds the card details, right? The, the payment information, the, the shipping details, the billing details, um, that's held by the digital card facilitator. And then finally, uh, the last role is the the SRC participating issuer, which is represented on the right side of the screen. Um, and these are, you know, the issuers that uh, issued the cards and enroll those cards into the different SRC systems um, so that they can participate in this process. And the interesting thing about this, right, is that, you know, the SRC specification defines all of these new roles. So it's, it's not, SRC is not just a, a specification here, Mr. Merchant, go implement this, or here, Mr. Processor, go implement this. It creates this entire ecosystem um, to, to perform these, um, these transactions. And the other th important thing to understand about secure remote commerce in the specification is what it's doing is creating an environment to securely provide the consumer access to their card details and allow that information to be passed in a secure manner between these different parties to make sure that I've got a good card holder using a good card in this environment. This is not actually the authorization process, right? It's allowing me as a consumer to access my cards in a secure manner 
um, with, with low friction, right? The authorization process actually happens after the, sec the secure remote commerce um, transaction happens. Um, and one of the last steps is for the, the SRC system to provide the actual payment details um, to the SRC initiator to pass into the authorization process. So this is this process is is about recognition and it's about um, authentication, not necessarily authorizing the transaction itself. Okay. So let's talk about what this looks like from a, a consumer's perspective. Uh, again, you know, uh, the real sweet spot for SRC is um, that guest checkout experience. But when you first enroll in SRC, it actually looks very much like your typical guest checkout because at some point, all this information does have to get into the SRC system. And one of the ways that that can be done is through the actual checkout on a merchant's uh, website. Um, SRC also allows for you know, issuers um, to enroll their cards and cardholders into the SRC so that this process wouldn't have to be done during checkout necessarily. Uh, the networks themselves have um, processes that allow cardholders to enroll their cards into SRC with, again, not having to do it during their, their, their checkout experience. But we're going to go through an experience where the cardholder is enrolling into SRC through their, their checkout experience on a merchant website. Um, this particular um, process that we're going to walk through here isn't the only way this could be implemented, but it does make things very clear on what steps are happening along the way. So I like to use this one um, to to explain these. So on the first screen on the on the far left side, your is just a typical merchant um, checkout, right? I've I've uh, selected my items, I put them in my cart, and now I'm ready to check out. Um, so when I go to checkout, I'll see this new option uh, for secure remote commerce. Although I will say that from a marketing perspective, you're not going to see the, the, word, the words secure remote commerce or SRC in the marketplace. Um, what you'll see is um, most of the brands have settled on click to pay um, as kind of the marketing name for SRC. So you won't see um, SRC itself, um, but you may hear the term click to pay. At any rate, when the payment options are, per, are, are, are provided to the cardholder in the second screen that you see here, SRC would be one of those options. Now, you could also see other things here. Um, you might see PayPal or Klarna or, or, you know, a multitude of other alternative payment methods. Um, but for our purposes, we'll keep it pretty simple and we'll just show, you know, the SRC option or the, you know, credit debit option, right? So if a uh, cardholder did not want to use SRC and just wanted to do a typical guest checkout, you could still click, you know, credit debit and, and check out that way. But let's say our, our cardholder wants to try the SRC system and they click on, on the SRC uh, icon there. Um, probably that's going to be um, uh, done because they can see the Visa and MasterCard logos right next to it and say, well, okay, I know what that is. So they'll click on there and then they'll uh, be presented the third screen to enter their card details, right? So very much like, you know, a typical guest checkout experience. I got to enter, you know, the card, my card uh, account number, expiration date, uh, security code, you know, all that information I, I'll enter. And then uh, when that happens, um, the SRC initiator in the background uh, looks at the card 
data that was entered, figures out what network that belongs to. Is this a Visa card? Is it a MasterCard? And sends that information over to that particular SRC system, um, which then um, sends that to the digital card facilitator. Again, that's the wallet, right? Which used to be like a Visa checkout or MasterPass um, to collect the rest of the information from the cardholder. So, you know, billing information, shipping information. And then they're also given uh, the fields to enter in a personal ID, their, their SRC ID, which in the initial implementations of SRC is typically an email address that's going to be entered. Now, one of the things that's going to be important is the messaging around this, right? Because if I'm going through a guest checkout experience and I don't want to create an account, it has to be very obvious that as I'm setting up this personal ID, I'm not setting it up on the merchant website, but I'm setting it up, you know, in an SRC system, right? That I understand, you know, what that is that, oh, I'm, this is Visa that I'm setting, you know, I'm setting this up with Visa or I'm setting it up with MasterCard. I'm not setting it up with, you know, um, this particular merchant. So there's going to have to be some, some good um, messaging around, uh, around this so that cardholders know what, what this experience is all about. But let's say that, you know, the cardholder understands that and they enter, a, you know, a personal ID in the form of an email and they continue. Um, that information will then be stored by the, the digital card facilitator in that wallet. And they will be, uh, the cardholder will be then present back the summary of the information um, that they entered. And then they will also be given an opportunity to remember um, themselves on this device, right? Um, that little checkbox down there at the bottom of the, the, the fifth screen on this on this flow. Um, and when they do that, that allows this binding to happen that binds the device to their profile in the SRC system. And we'll, in the next screen, see where that's kind of where the magic comes in. So let's say our, our card holder selects that, they continue the order, and the information is presented back on the uh, merchant's website. Um, where they can complete their order and and purchase their goods. Okay, so very much just a typical um, guest checkout experience, right? Um, other than you know entering your email address to set up that personal ID, um, you know it's very similar to any guest checkout experience you might have. Where the magic comes in is when you return. Now, and the interesting thing is this isn't returning necessarily to the same merchant. You can now be going to any merchant that supports SRC, that supports the click to pay, right? So let's say I've gone to a completely different merchant, never been to this merchant before either. I select my goods and then I see the SRC icon and I say, oh, you know, I know I've enrolled in that. I'm going to, to go ahead and click on that. Immediately, if I've enrolled into an SRC system and I've uh, click to remember my device. The when you when the button is clicked for SRC, the SRC initiator again that entity that sits between the merchant applications and the systems sends out that information about the device and the cardholder um, to all the SRC systems, essentially saying, "Hey, does anyone recognize this device? Does anyone know what this device is?" And any of the SRC systems that recognize that device say, "Yeah, I know what that is. I know that cardholder. I know that device, and I I'm trusted. I trust that device because I know it's been bound to my uh, cardholder's profile." So when the cardholder clicks on that, they are immediately presented with all their card information without having to enter 
a user ID or a password without having to um, open an account or anything. It's just because of all the binding that occurs between the device, the profile, and the system that the card details are provided back. Now, if the cardholder hadn't bound their device, they enrolled in SRC, but they didn't bind their device to their profile. When they click on that button, what would happen is, again, the SRC, I would send out that information to the different systems, say, hey, does anybody recognize this device? The systems come back, no, nobody recognizes the device. And what would happen is there would be another screen that would appear between the first and second screens here that would essentially say, if enter your user ID, your SRC user ID. They enter their email, that goes back out again, and the SRC systems are then queried. Does anybody recognize this email? When one of the SRC systems comes back and says, yes, I do recognize that email, but I don't recognize the device, they'll send a one-time passcode to the user's email, which would then be entered onto their device. Another screen would pop up, and they would enter that into the device to confirm who they are. At that time, they're also given the opportunity, hey, if you don't want to do this anymore, remember me on this device, and, and we can skip that step. Uh, but at any rate, um, in this uh, in this scenario, the uh, cardholder has remembered themselves on the device, so they click the SRC icon in the first screen. Magic happens. All their cards that are registered to different SRC systems show up in the second screen, and they select whichever card they want to use. And and away they go. Um, so it's a very seamless experience. And, and the, uh, the second screen too could even be eliminated if they only had one card registered to SRC, right? So there's no sense in, in showing them a list of cards to display. If there's only one card, they would go immediately to the third screen to just confirm their order and be done. So it does create a very streamlined process once all that binding uh, does occur. Um, and again, more importantly, it doesn't have to be a merchant's website that they've gone to before, right? It can be any merchant that supports the SRC icon that, that, that this could be done at, which is very powerful because now my card information is all stored in one place, but I can use it in multiple places without having to re-enter it and without even having to pass it to the merchant. Um, that, that card information could stop at the SRC initiator and instead of the SRC initiator sending it to the merchant to, for to send into the authorization process, the SRC initiator could actually do that and it never hits the merchant website. So that's very powerful from a security perspective. Um, finally, you know, is there demand for SRC? You know, this is a new concept that, that, uh, that EMV Co um, got involved with um, and, and there has been the question, do, do people really want this? Uh, and WorldPay actually did um, some of our own market research on this. And once people understood what SRC was, obviously some education had to happen there um, for them to understand what the concepts behind it were. But once they did understand that and understand the power of being able to use their secured card data over multiple websites without having to re-enter data, without having to create accounts, 94% of those people that... Um, that we that we uh, interviewed and tested uh, thought this was a better checkout experience than many of the other checkout experiences that currently exist. So it's a really ex 
exciting uh, concept. And uh, WorldPay is is working with all the major brands on you know the implementations of these, and you know how this might look in in the in the actual market, uh, what kind of variations we may have. Uh, but it's it's quite uh, it's it's going to be quite a powerful tool as it migrates out across um, the e-commerce um, ecosystem uh, to be able to use that that card information anywhere, but only have to maintain it in one place. And with that, I thank you again for taking time to to learn about um, SRC and and what it uh, brings to the e-commerce world. And I'll turn everything back over to Rachel now. Thank you.